Welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on News Radio 1059 WBBM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Coach Nagy here until the bottom of the hour. And then uh, Bears Vice President of Player Engagement, Lamar Soup Campbell, joins the program as he will talk about his role in the Bears family up here at Hallis Hall. Matt, uh, good evening. Uh, it's, it's been a long time uh, since that uh, emotional 20-9 to 9 win in Vegas on October 10th, and I think you and I spoke at that time. You felt it was going to be a landmark win for a lot of reasons, and what has happened since uh, can be demoralizing to the entire building. A five-game skid, uh, you've been this through this before, but every year is different and unique. How are you and your staff attacking this one uh, and with a game already on Thursday in Detroit? Yeah, Jeff, you're right. It's um, you know, it's obviously never fun, and I did, I did really feel like uh, that point in that game in the locker room um, after that win in Vegas was was definitely a special moment. Um, <clears throat> all that said, you know, we put ourselves in a position of being three and seven and having two tough uh, end of game losses like that. Um, but but what it does is it, it challenges um, you know each and every one of us in a lot of different ways. Um, we all can handle it different ways. And so um, the only thing that, that we're, we're allowed to do or can do and, and want to do is, uh, is continue to just get after it as a team and fight. And, and again, you know, you've heard me say it for, for many times as it takes that one win. And there's other teams right now that are on win streaks and there's a few other teams that are on losing streaks. And it's how you handle that. And when you do get that one win, it can jumpstart you for different reasons and you never know how it goes. But you got to get that one win. And the last two games, we just haven't finished. Um, and and uh, it's it's everybody. It's collectively. It's not just the defense at the end. It's the offense at the beginning, in the middle, and other places. And it's all of us together. You know, special teams, coaches, everybody. And that's where we got to recover and get that win. You know, you make a good point about the beginning, the offense at the beginning, because it seems like that's been the struggle, the offense, and then they click in, but then the defense loses its mustard. It's frustrating, I'm sure. Uh, it's yeah. frustrating to watch and see it unfold right before your eyes. Yeah, and, and you know, you brought it up earlier. You, you talked about Vegas. That was the difference of the Vegas game was we had all three phases playing complementary football. Um, we the, the last several weeks and, and during this losing streak, we we haven't had that, and and it's it's difficult, you know, to to be able to uh, match up with with all three phases, and um, you know, so any way you look at it uh, across the the board for us is we talk about just do your 111, right? Everybody says that. We talk about just uh, make sure that you're doing what you can do to help help the team win, coaches, players, everybody. So uh, the one good thing for us is that it is a quick turnaround. It is a short week. And so you're able to uh, – the only thing you can do, Jeff, is move on to the Thanksgiving Day game against Detroit and a division opponent. And so uh, our guys are going to be ready for that. That is the story of the National Football League. I know fans, and uh, when you get asked a lot of questions about where the team is at, where you're at, thinking, and you know, you can't really, you don't have the uh, luxury to dwell on what's happened. You only can look forward to fix because you have to stand before your team every week, and we can sit here and you can take hits on what happened as a head coach. You can, you know, look at things that went south at the worst possible times and everything that went into it. And that's really the rub of being a head coach and the CEO of the football team on, on Sundays, or in this case, Thursdays, isn't it? It is. And, you know, when the game ends yesterday and you know you have a short week, you're already kind of somewhat prepared with your staff of trying to stay a little bit ahead. But you have to be able to, to squeeze what you just squeeze the, the video in of what you just did on, on tape on yesterday's game and, 
but then you got to also the only thing you can do on a short week is is uh, move forward. That's it, and you got to worry about today. And so you know, uh, today has been a, a a busy day for our coaches, and you know, here we are tonight and getting ready for for tomorrow already. So um, the same for the players. The players have the physical game and lots of bumps and bruises, and so we got to be able to now be smart with how we handle these next uh, forty eight hours before we take off and, and get to Detroit. You're constantly telling players uh, to forget about what happened and move on to the next play within the course of a game. I know as a football fan of, of, of significance myself, I'll lay in bed at night thinking about the what ifs. I have that luxury. You know, you go through everything. You do not have that luxury either, but you're human. Do you lay in bed thinking about the what ifs? Because yes, two games you couldn't close could have been a big difference at five and five going into this one on Thanksgiving against a winless ball club. Uh, but what, to what extent do you play the what ifs in your mind? Yeah, you, you uh, I mean, as you know, a, specific I, moments, like no, specific absolutely. moments. As, yeah. as, a, as a coach, you have, you, you know, we all, we all have those, you, you all go through and we do it as well. And you think about certain plays um, and some, some, somebody might think of this completely different than somebody else, you know, the one that I look at that uh, I think would have really changed the course of the game is was the third and one deep ball to, to Mooney that uh, he caught, but just got his, you know, just didn't get those two feet inbounds and the ball kind of drifted a little bit. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, that that's not by no means the reason why we lost, obviously, but uh, that was a that was a play right there where you just think, man, if, if we could have ended up completing that, what a big gainer that would have been momentum shifter and. You know, instead we went to, to the fourth and one, et cetera. So, I mean, that, that's, that's one play that, uh, that you think of. But there was a lot in that game for many different reasons, and you got to give credit to Baltimore as well. you got to feel for guys like Roquan Smith and uh, obviously Robert Quinn because they played their hearts out, and, and they have been all year. This is nothing new. But uh, Roquan played with a, a certain uh, level of viciousness and Robert Quinn continues to be a comeback player of the year candidate, just exploding off the ball. He knew he could beat his man repeatedly on the left side. No disrespect to Alejandro Villanueva, but that was a mismatch in favor of Robert Quinn. Um, and you see the emotion they poured into it. Can those two guys alone on tape, and I don't even know if you guys are going to watch this tape with any kind of uh, detail, but can... Can the rest of the team say, man, these guys are fighting, man. I need to, I need to do this. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, those guys, you said it, they're guys that, that fight every day. And the, the part of that is that, that you see on game day is that they do it. They do it every day in practice, you know, and they do it every single rep that they have in practice is where um, you feel it and you see it. And then it, it transforms over onto game day and then they get results. They get production. Um, they are guys that uh, worry about play-by-play. -play. Um, they, they just try to be impactful players. Their effort is, you know, second to none, and it shows and it reflected in yesterday's game. Ravens bringing the house. Pressure comes, hit as he throws, down the field. He's got Goodwin over the shoulder. 10-5, touchdown Bears! Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Jeff Joniak and Matt Nagy here on Bears Coaches Show. You heard the Andy Dalton, the Marquise Goodwin touchdown. Break it all down for us uh, from the the fourth and eleven decision and and just that play in general. Well, you know, you got to give a ton of credit to uh, to the offensive line, to the tight ends, and, and our running back to be able to 
create protection so Andy has enough time. I mean, that comes down to a split second to where you, you have to be able to get that throw off there and cover zero. Uh, their, their defensive back was about 10 yards off, and he knows that the ball's got to come out. Uh, and I thought that Marquise did a great job of setting them up, acting like he was going to kind of stop there at 10 yards and then took off. And Marquise is so fast. Uh, Andy put it up at just the right time with enough air, and I'm sure that ball felt like it was in the air forever to Marquise. But he made a great catch, took it in for the score. And, uh, again, that's a, that's a, uh, a defense that we were prepared for, um, and, I, and the, the guys were, you know, awesome at executing it. That's his 15th 40-plus yard touchdown in his career. He, he's not been – it's a seven-year career, so that's a, that's a lot of math right there, big plays, and maybe more ahead for Marquise Goodwin with that Olympic speed. The difference on that one, he's tracking that ball. The Dem, Demir Bird shot down the field, he's got to get to that spot. If it was thrown to a spot, he's got to go chase that ball down. What's harder for a receiver, the tracking or the chasing? They're both – they're probably equivalent. Um, you know, the the – the first one to Demir, it was just just a little long with the throw, and Demir probably wishes he had just a little bit more. But I mean, those are the ones where you know you stay up at night the night before the game, hoping to get that opportunity. And you know, I think we all felt it. Oh man, you know, again, knowing that they might go cover zero there, and, and that the guys made a great job of of uh, you know uh, of throwing and catching. They just missed it, so that luckily we had a second chance, and um, on a big time play like you said on fourth and eleven to be able to take the lead. Your job is to win games, and, and your job is developing Justin Fields uh, for now and in the future. Uh, so Andy Dalton comes on our postgame show on WBBM, and I said, man, you've been through a lot. How do you process it all? And he said this, I'm in a great place. And what, what a thing to say for a veteran. We know. I mean, he's competitor. We know. He cannot feel great about the position he was put in coming here and how it's all transpired, but he goes out there and – gets the team on the board, puts him in a position to win on a moment's notice. You expect that from a veteran. That's why he's here. But uh, you've got to know him better than we have. I guess you're not surprised by that answer. No, not at all. And, I mean, if there's – there's uh, for all of – everybody, you know, all of us, myself included, and just for, for everybody to be able to see in, in this business and um, really just in life in general, the positivity that someone like Andy brings – um, to, to his position, to his role, him as a person. He's authentic. He's real. When he says that, he means every bit of it. He is in a great position. He's, he understands um, why things happen and, and, and everything. And then I think, you know, that when you handle things the right way, you, you do things the right way, you always talk about, you know, great things happen to great people. And, and yesterday, it's unfortunate we didn't come out with a win because Andy will be the first to tell you that's the only thing that matters. At the same point in time, he really helped us and gave us a chance there in that situation to help us win that game. And and so, um, you know, that's why we're fortunate to have him on this team. And uh, I just have a ton of respect for him. He may very well start for you on Thursday. We'll know more probably tomorrow. What's the status right now this evening of Justin Fields? Yeah, you know, you're right. It's it's, uh, it's getting a, an understanding of, of where he's at. And, you know, he's definitely in some pain. And so we'll we'll continue to work through you know, how he feels, <clears throat> what the deal is that's going on with him um, from the injury standpoint with the ribs. And then really every every hour, every day <clears throat> that passes, we got to decide, okay, where are you? And that, that includes him, that includes us, that includes the doctors and trainers and uh, and decide what's best for, for him and for us. Have you ever had a rib injury as a player? 
Um, I have not. I just had shoulder injuries, but I, I never did. I have talked to people that have had it, and I know, you know, just like I, I said this morning, it's a, sometimes the simplicities of life that can hurt you just with breathing and, and laying down and sleeping and those type of deals. So uh, it, it sounds like it's never fun. Bang, bang, boom, boom, two catches, Jimmy Graham, and then the, the bubble screen out to Darnell Mooney. Uh, break that play down as well for Andy Dalton because that really got the sideline jumping and emotion. And, and Jimmy Graham's emotion was felt right away after that catch. That's what he brings. Your, your two veterans brought what they're supposed to bring in that situation. Without a doubt. I, I think it was interesting because you have that first play on first and 10 where Andy comes back his first play and throws a nice ball to Jimmy, who was physical at the top of the route, caught the ball, took a nice hit, protected the football, and then showed his emotion and his passion, right? That got the sideline going. Very next play, we come back with an RPO, and uh, we hit Mooney. But the best part of that play, other than Mooney's uh, decisive running and speed, was the, the absolute perfect execution of the blocking of the tight ends out there, of being able to do that, you know, just as, as we asked them to do. And that's what happens, you know, really, really neat to see. Um, and then for Mooney to score like that, we just felt like, you know, okay, great. We, we, we got a long play, not a 12-play drive. Uh, a two-play series that went however many yards, 70 some yards. It was just really nice to have, and you could feel the emotion on, on the sidelines. Play clock to six, low snap. Huntley looking to throw, steps up, hit as he delivers. Here comes Quinn from behind. He brings him down and almost tomahawked that ball out of there. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets in a custom Bears jersey. With Bears head coach Matt Nagy, Jeff Joniak heard one of the three and a half sacks of Robert Quinn. Heck of a job uh, now leaning into the prep for the Detroit Lions Thursday at Ford Field. Uh, I had an opportunity to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with him for our Bears game day live show, revealing just uh, what he's all about. He is a simple uh, country boy from uh, North Carolina, uh, but with great passion. He's lived through a lot, a near-death experience with a, a, a tumor that he's played with his entire career and uh, still emotional about that. Uh, I think it put a different spin on just because because of covid we haven't had a chance fans haven't had a chance to get to know some of these players like you brought in but boy uh you have and, and robert quinn is certainly bouncing back in a very dramatic way with 10 sacks in 10 weeks of the season he is and it's, it's a really special story for him it's great for him to be able to come back and, and show what he's all about i know you know last year was a frustrating year for him but um, he's really, really taking charge this year. And, you know, he's just playing at such a high level. Um, like you said, he's, he's, he's a person that every day you walk by and you ask him how he's doing, and he always just says, uh, I'm breathing, you know, two words, I'm breathing. And he keeps life very simple. Uh, he keeps things in perspective. And I, I just have a ton of respect for how he handles himself as a person and a player. All right, let's talk secondary because uh, a time or two this season, uh, there have been communication breakdowns. Uh, you, you don't want them. I don't know. You don't expect them, I guess, in clutch situations, but there were some more yesterday. Where's the fix on that? Especially on bunch sets. Bunch sets, everybody's got to know the responsibility from the jump. That's a difficult one in this league, and teams do a lot of damage on bunch sets, as you know. Yeah, you, you're right. You know, that's those are uh, ways to take advantage of different coverages, and especially in that moment in the game, you want to make sure your communication is spot on and, and that there's definitely no one that, that's that wide open. So. Uh, we we got to, you know, that, that starts with me and making sure that these guys all understand uh, the mentality of the communication process and then and then the execution part of it. So 
Um, just just uh, too big of a play there at that moment. Put him down there too close to be able to, to go ahead and get that touchdown. It's not in your DNA to just throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, well, you know, we, I, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to fix this. I don't know what we're going to do, but coaches have to have answers to very difficult questions. Um, do you have some in your well you're going to reach into to find a way here? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's been, you know, when you go through these these uh, when you when you go through losses like this, the only thing you can do is fight. You said it's in your DNA. You either have it or you don't. And if you have it, it's easy because you just keep fighting, you know, until one lands. And one lands, then then you try to hit. You, you have a second one that lands. And so, uh, if you don't have it in you, you quit. Um, you know, you know who I am, and you know who our team is, and you know how we work as coaches and players. And um, that that's what we will do. Uh, and, and that's the only thing, that's the only choice we have. So I'm, I'm uh, you know, it is a quick turnaround and, and we're right back at it. And, you know, we had a walkthrough today, have a, another uh, short walkthrough tomorrow. And before you know, we're on the plane to Detroit. How do you handle team-wide frustration? You could see it in your fa- their faces when you stand before them in team meetings. How, how do you, especially with young guys, they could easily drift in, and veterans, veterans can make business decisions. Sure. Right? You, you just, you just stay honest with every one of them. You, you, you're very honesty is key. Um, that's the only that's the only thing that you know. These players they understand. They all know how hard they work. Um, we as coaches know and see how hard everybody works. And so when you're honest with them and you don't point fingers, you don't blame. Uh, it, it's it's a lot easier to go out to practice. It's a lot easier to go out there on game day and give it all you have. And, and that's what our guys have done. All right, let's talk Lions. Uh, they are a Tough team. They they have a coach that you got to know uh, in the first meeting. They've had four games. They've held teams under 20 points, held the Browns at 13. Uh, they have a running back that's hot. They got a tight end. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be. What do you know about Tim Boyle? And what do you know about the Lions right now? Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, they're, they're a team that, you know, they played Cleveland yesterday and, um, and, and held them to a, a low amount of points. I think it was, you know, 13 points. And so, um, we understand that they're, they're fighters. You know, you know that from, from coach Campbell and what he's all about. And he's, he's teaching the same message and it's not easy, you know, when you're, when you're losing like that, but you watch their games and you see, I mean, you take the Steelers, um, into overtime and in a sloppy game and, uh, with rain and everything, but that's who they are. And it, it doesn't matter, you know, in the NFL, you look yesterday and you see the Texans beat the Titans, you know, and it does not matter. So what we got to do is make sure we're, we're locked in. And uh, we go out there and just give it our all. All right. Appreciate it, man. Good luck with the prep. Thanks, Jeff. See you. Single game Bears tickets are available. Cheer on the Monsters of the Midway live at Soldier Field this season. Visit ChicagoBears.com slash tickets for more information. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. And because of the short week, no coordinator this week. Uh, but we got a, a great man in his own right. Lamar Soup Campbell, a guy I've gotten to know well over the years. The man we call Soup. Uh, you're still good with that now that you're a, a vice president? Uh, yeah, I promise I would never change no matter how uh, how much I had an opportunity to rise. So, yeah, feel free to call me Soup Jeff and always good to be with you. Yes, good to see you. And uh, you did get a uh, a new title as vice president of player engagement. Uh, how significant is that for you, given what you've started here several years ago and helping with the culture of the, of the organization that goes well beyond what happens on the playing field? No, I think it's a, it's a great honor for me, um, definitely to be a vice president in the one of the founding franchises, the founding founding franchise of the NFL. Just shows the confidence that uh, my general manager, my head coach, uh, our chairman George McCaskey, our uh, president Ted Phillips, 
uh, believes in me. And it's just a great, significant honor to me and my family. And I plan on making the Bears proud as I move forward. You know, as folks listen in, and we've had you on before, so what that player engagement means is all-encompassing. And if you could kind of crystallize and how it changes every day, let alone every yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the best, I think, what everyone learned coming off of uh, COVID the last year and a half is a lot of Zoom meetings. So I'm probably in every Zoom meeting in the building. <laughs> That's one thing that, uh, <laughs> that definitely upped up. Uh, but you look at the players that we have, the organization where we have and what we're looking to do moving forward. Uh, not only does it encompass the, the players' needs and their growth as people and men on and off the field, but also the organizational needs and what we grow as a business as well as a franchise going into our next 100 years. So you have a five-game losing streak that impacts every corner and space of Hallis Hall. It affects the, the, the organization in a very profound way. So when you deal one-on-one -on -one with the players, you played this game at a high level as well for the Detroit Lions. You played at Wisconsin. You know the game. You, you are able to, able to relate to these guys in a very unique way. So what's your messaging? Because it starts, obviously, with Matt Nagy, but then you, you can put your own spin on it as well for guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly believe self-awareness is the most powerful tool we have in our toolbox. So I believe every day, including myself, looking in the mirrors as well as the players, we have to own what's, what's in front of us. You know, we look at a five-game losing streak, you know, no one is happy about that. But the importance of it is you have to get over that emotional hangover quickly and you have to continue to move forward. You have to continue to communicate and you also have to continue to set the standard. You know, you can't manage the impressions of everyone else. You have to be the person that we brought you in to be in this Bears organization to get the ship turned in the right direction. You know, do you have, uh, you know, like we're all fans. We're all fans of the game. So I just asked this to Matt on the coach's show before you, you came aboard here. You know, they, they don't have the luxury of the what-if game. You know, you can sit there and keep your eyes open at night and not sleep about it. But as players, I'm certain, while, you know, as a defensive player, you're taught and it's ingrained in you it's the next play mentality, right? You got to flush it. But after a game and they have time to ponder, do they come to you with those what ifs? Man, if I would have done this, man. And then how do you coach them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've learned is time is a thief and when it takes, it keeps, right? So wow. we, have, we have opportunities every day. You know, I play for the Detroit Lions. We have a chance to go and play in front of the entire country this Thursday. And, and I know how Lions organization runs. They're going to be prepared this week. They play on Thanksgiving every year. They have a three-game schedule. And we have to decide right now and now Thursday what, what we want to be as a football club going there. So it's always about seizing those moments. You have to have that next play mentality. You have to have the mental fortitude to move on to the next one. And, you know, smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. So, you know, we've have, we, have, we have to get back on the right track. We've learned from our mistakes. We have to continue to move forward and own it and uh, continue to get better as we continue the rest of the season. You got to lay that one on me again. Time is a thief. Give me it one more time. That's a beauty. When it takes, it keeps. Wow. I love that. I'm going to ponder that one all day long <laughs> <laughs> because time is not something I have a lot out of to ponder. So I got to get to work as well as you guys do. All right. You got some guys that are dealing with some really significant interruptions in their play. And the first guy my heart is really heavy for us, Tariq Cohen. He's not yeah. been able to get back active on the field from a significant recovery from last year's ACL. He yeah. is vibrant. He's full of energy. He's always got a smile on his face when he's around the fellas. Uh, have not spoken to him directly since that injury because of the COVID situation. But where is he at mentally, and, and, and does he come to you to try to navigate this? Because as we know with players with injuries – 
It's a lonely journey on that recovery. Yeah, you know, I think Jeff, being a former player, you know, I think I think understanding that experience is not only, you know, transactional, but also transferable when I when I speak with Tariq. You know, I know what those injuries feel like. Tariq was part of my first rookie class. Uh, only three of us remain of that rookie class, myself, Tariq, and Eddie Jackson. So wow. the relationship is strong, um, and he's in as good a place as he can be, right? Everybody heals a little bit differently, uh, but the energy he brings, he's still Tariq. Uh, you love that about him. I'm looking forward to getting him back on the field. But the conversations are deep. You know, you have to understand that when you're mentally injured, when you're injured on your knee, it becomes a mental injury, right? Just as much mental as it is physical, right? So to see him in that positive space makes me feel better and better that he's going to get back on track as soon as possible. And that's really where it starts mentally. If you say you can, you will. Not only that, dealing with his own personal tragedy as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what some people don't understand is that um, a lot of people see the product on Sundays. Right. And, and as a as a servant leader here with the Bears, you know, I know that there's not a one size all fits approach to supporting our players. Every player is going to have different things that affect them in different ways. And our Chicago fan base, a lot of times sees what happens on Sunday. But Monday through Saturday are really the most critical days of the week for a player mentally, physically, and emotionally. So the way he's been able to handle that, continue to be a phenomenal teammate, continue to grow to be a phenomenal man, did a great job last week, you know, supporting his community and giving back. I think that speaks to the character of when we drafted Tariq and the character of the man he will be when he gets back healthy and helps us win ball games. You, you know, you talk about that rookie class that you are a part of as well. Uh, it's a reminder to every player that walks through that building, through the doors, that it, it this this is a quick turnover league, isn't it? Absolutely. Do you share that message with these guys? Do you share that? Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. You know, time is limited in this game. You're always a play away from potentially never playing again. And, you know, every day we have a thousand, five to seven hundred thousand decisions that we make every day, right? And, and every day you have four or five that are going to be pivotal to your future. Right. So I always try to make sure that the guys understand, you know, if I get you to think about it once, you got a chance. If I get you to think about it twice, you're probably going to make the right choice. And if I can get you to think about it three times, you're definitely going to make the right choice. Right. So whether it's it's watching film, whether it's taking care of your body, whether it's learning how to be a pro. You know, one thing that I've learned is that when you become a pro, a lot of it is unlearning a lot of things you learned before you got here. Because some things don't translate to the collegiate level, to the pro level. And you have to unlearn those things and be willing to absorb the new things that are going to make you a pro for a long time. So when I look at guys in my locker room that are 10 plus years, when I look at a DHC, a DeAndre Houston Carson, when I look at guys that have paid their dues and now coming up and showing plays, look at how those guys operate, pick their brain and understand that you have to continue to elevate your knowledge and understanding of the game and have a humility and a confidence to that as well. All right, two guys at the, each end of the spectrum. Tevin Jenkins, a high draft pick, moved up to get him second-round pick, big expectations, hasn't made the, the field yet because of injury. And then you got Khalil Mack, first time ever on IR. The, 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 the yin and yang of that, the, 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 the issues that are involved with that because we know how competitive Khalil is. There is no way that man wants to be on IR. And, right. and we don't know Tevin as well just yet. Yeah, I think, I think you look at those are things, the spectrum, you look at – what Khalil's been able to accomplish once he's been here. And you look at Tevin, who hasn't had a chance to really step on a field and, and, and prove himself there, you know, but the way he's been in the locker room, I think at this point, you look at the character, you know, you look at the draft every year and you want talent, 
You want guys that are 4-2. You want guys that can bench. You want guys that can do all those things physically. But when you look at the core of a football team, ultimately it's always going to come down to the character of the guys. So when you look at their character, their mental preparation, how much they love the game of football, it doesn't become rocket science when you look at how these guys are handling uh, the things that, and, and troubles that are put in front of them and how they affect their teammates. Because you can bring a teammate up by watching another teammate struggling the way that they handle it. You know, a lot of players in the locker room, Jeff, we learn through osmosis. A player may not necessarily talk to me when I was a rookie, but I watched him. And I watched God, how guys went about their careers. I watched how they handled themselves off the field. I watched how they handled themselves in film and in the training rooms. And even though they may not have spoken to me day in and day out, we're learning through osmosis. So when you have character guys in the locker room like that and guys are watching how they're moving around the building, I think that pays huge dividends on Sunday. Back on the Bears Coaches Show, Jeff Joniak with Bears Vice President of Player Engagement, Lamar Soup Campbell. Soup, I can listen to you talk for hours. Uh, you got a lot to you here. Uh, so let's let's do some quick hitters. Um, obviously, you, you help players with a variety of issues, personal, professional. What have you learned about yourself during this whole time? Because there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I walk in there every day and I pride myself that to learn from them as much as I hope that they learn from me. Right. And, and to listen to what my guys are saying, you know, a lot of people communicate, but very few people connect. Right. And, and it's about connecting. You can speak, you can speak, but are you really connecting with the guy that you're speaking with, you know, every day and understand that the small wins counts. And I think learning about myself is that I have to continue to be a sponge. Right. You can you, you can never get stagnant in this game. We have a lot of things that will affect the game long term. We have college athletes getting ready to come into the NFL that are gonna be NIL athletes. You have a young man yeah. that could be a millionaire coming into my locker room. How does that affect us on the scouting side? How does that affect his character? You know, the old saying, money makes you who you really are. Is he the same type of player that we're looking at? Then it also understands you're gonna have a marketing director that's gonna be affecting these players when they're 18 years old. So how does, how does that affect college choices? How does that affect pro choices? So understanding that in this role to be highly educated and understanding what the new trends are, um, it's very vital for me to be successful and make sure I'm helping the organization in any way that I can. I'm sure some of that's already leaked into this 2021 class with Justin Absolutely. Fields being such a high, high caliber athlete and a draw. So have you Ooh. already had to manage some of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Justin, you know, coming out of Ohio state, you know, um, was phenomenal. We all know his story. We all know where he's been for us this year. Uh, but I think it's imperative to know that Justin's still a young man. You know, Justin still had to grow as a person. He still has to grow as a player. And I think not only myself, but the organization has full confidence in making sure that we're providing a platform for him to be nothing but successful while he's a Chicago Bear. Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Uh, it's almost a, a matter of convenience that you are a former <laughs> Detroit Lion. Uh, the first team that the Lions ever hosted on Thanksgiving in 1934 with the Bears in the inaugural game. And, uh, you know, you're an undrafted free agent, and you made it in the Lions uh, organization five years there. What's it mean to you to head to Detroit this Thanksgiving? You no, know, it, mean, it means a lot, a lot of history there. You know, as I said, I got there as a free agent, uh, came in a can with nothing to lose and was blessed to make that roster as a special teams guy. And I think if you look at the way that I was able to break into the league, understanding the importance of the little things, right? I was not the fastest, I was, I was not the biggest, uh, but the understanding of the work ethic. And I think I've tried to take that throughout my entire career. So having an opportunity to go back to Detroit uh, where my career started, where I was able to actually be a starter when we opened up Ford Field is always nostalgic mm -hmm. to me. 
they're going to be a prepared football team. Uh, we have to be prepared as well. Uh, but it's, it's a big game for them. You know, we weren't a great team when I was there at Detroit. Thanksgiving was our Super Bowl game a lot of ways. And I believe they're going to go on with that mentality this year, especially because they haven't had a win yet this season. Yeah, that's always a pressure moment, you know, for both teams, actually, in, in this case. But, uh, Soup, we could do a whole hour with you because, you know, you just scratched my curiosity on the NIL stuff because that is going to be a big, big topic. We could do a whole show just on that because there's a lot of positives, but there is potentially built-in negatives with that one as well. My last question, then we got to let you go. Give me a short answer if you can. You've done a lot here in a short time. No question about it. You polished up uh, – and uh, really become a significant part of this organization. What would you like to accomplish next? Um, for Super, I would like to Super Bowl for the city of Chicago. I mean, that's my goal every year. I have my vision board in front of me every year, and the Super Bowl trophy is, is in the middle of it. And my goal is to bring a championship to the city of Chicago. That's what I would definitely like to accomplish next. And I'm going to put my effort into that as much as I can moving forward. You and DHC. DHC's got a vision board, too, since he was a little guy. <laughs> Something to shoot for. Soup, it was uh, a wonderful conversation. Hope to have you on again. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks again. I'll see you soon. That's going to do it for tonight's show. Thanks to our producers, Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, Andy Gersher, and Keith Johnson. For head coach Matt Nagy and vice president of player engagement, Lamar Campbell, I'm Jeff Joniak. Bears-Lions Thursday, Thanksgiving morning at 8.30 with a pregame, 11.30 the kickoff. This has been the Bears Coaches Show on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Good night, everybody.